with darkness and silence through the night. Howdy and welcome to Grind My Metal Gears, a Metal Gear Solid playthrough podcast. I am your host, Austin, joined by Metal Gear expert, Danny. Howdy. Oh, I'm so hungry. Feed me, Danny. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't walk anymore until you feed me. Oh, no, there's guards coming. Oh, I'm getting shot. I'm getting shot. And I'm still hungry. Don't forget to feed me. Mmm, hungry. <laughs> she was such a jerk to me. I, like, I would wave her over and she would, like, my experience was not, mmm, me hungry. It was, uh, are you a fucking idiot? Are you, stop joking around, you piece of shit. And oh, I, was really? like, what am I, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I think the thing was, I was waving her over when she was already close by, and so she was like, I, yeah, I fucking get it, Snake. And I was mm. like, what? Uh, dear listener, by the way, we, uh, we were, uh, you know, we we don't normally discuss what bits we're going to do. We we, <laughs> we play off each other improv style, the only improv theater that is, is worth listening to. And I also had a bit. My bit was going to be uh, the, the Ava monologue about like the boss being reviled as the nuclear, like someone who in America for being the one who betrayed the country, and and in in Russia for unleashing a nuclear disaster. Uh, but I was going to say like our our podcast was going to be reviled in America for <laughs> <laughs> making fun of Metal Gear, but in Japan for making fun of Kojima. Not that we would ever do either of those, uh, Kojima. If you're listening. I hope you're having a good come, day. Come on the show. Yeah, come on the show. <laughs> I, I I do have something planned, by the way, for the end of um uh end of this podcast. You'll you'll see. Oh, okay. But yeah, so we we finished Metal Gear Solid Three, which is exciting. How does it feel to be on the the other side? I guess it's more a question for me because you played this game before. But I finished this game, and it's just like. You know, we finished games before, and I've been like, oh, I'm excited to play the next one. Like, wonder how that one's going to be different. I'm both, like, I'm very excited to play through 4 for reasons we can get to in our first episode on 4. But I'm excited for 4. Uh, I'm high off of finishing this game because I thought this game was great. And I'm also just, like, itching for more Metal Gear in general. Like, I finished this game, and the first thing I did after closing my emulator was, like, look up as much details as there are out on the remake they're doing for this game looking up the master collection is like a should i get that is that worth getting is that worth spending 60 bucks on to like thinking of like oh if i replayed mgs3 <laughs> what would i do like would i play it on an easier or harder difficulty would i try to like do no kills or whatever i had a great time with this game all-time classic yeah no there's a, there's a reason i i played it several like maybe i don't want to say a hundred times but like Definitely in two digits uh, playing through this game uh, on the PS2 when I was younger. It, it's just one of those games where, um, you know, it's been probably a decade since I've played it. But uh, as soon as I started playing it, I was like immediately like, oh, this is like all the things I remembered. Like, oh, you can throw a grenade into a crocodile's open mouth and they'll go huh, and then blow up. <laughs> you know, every like, oh, if you call Sigint when you're wearing a cardboard box, you talk about how nice and safe it feels inside the box and, and just everything. You know, I, I mixed up the, the very ending because there's like 18 fucking motorcycle chases. And I was like, uh -huh. I, uh, I was mixing them up in terms of how much was in, uh, how much was left, by the way, uh, listener. Like we, we, we play these in chunks and then, uh, you know, record them differently. Or like make the chunk cutoffs different. Uh, so this 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 last chunk was a lot uh, for us to play through. Uh, not like an undue amount. I wasn't like oh just fucking end it kind of thing. Um, but no, this is yeah. When 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 people talk about like must play games, uh, MGS three is up there. Um, not as like a starting out game because you know 
it requires some thumb dexterity that you need to train into. Uh, but it, it thematically, story wise, it it really is a a peak of the genre of the medium uh, the kind of thing that is is definitely adaptable to a movie just in terms of like narrative content uh but you would be missing something with the interactivity of the world especially in the context of it being a ps2 game like the amount of like things you can do to to change in the environment like you know we didn't do some of these because some of them aren't like super useful gameplay wise uh but like oh i have rotten food because there's an in-game timer or the the game takes note of the timer and will make your food rot in your inventory oh my food is rotten what do i do with it do i get rid of it no you throw it at a guard and the guard will eat it and then puke and like every all these little systems that are kind of hidden to the to the player unless the player is like inquisitive and goes like oh i wonder what happens if i can do this uh it's just a a ball of a game uh i know you know listener i i was down on the fury fight on extreme but that's because it's on extreme it's a hard fucking setting uh and on normal it's or on, on very easy it was fine um but no this game just absolutely whips yeah and to me, the big thing is just, like, all the different systems and interactions between those and the, like, joy of discovery of, like, you know, if you call people on your codex enough, they'll they'll tell you a lot of things, but there's a lot of things that they either won't tell you or they'll imply. Um, and so that joy of discovery of, like, um, finding those, like, uh, interactions between the different systems and how they, they work is, is very fun. Or, like, the first time you eat food and it's like, oh, it's rotten. It's like, oh, shit, that can happen? Like, that stuff is so cool. Um, just a very enjoyable game and also like you know, we we talked about this over the last few it's just like they don't make them like they used to this game is so well paced um, it doesn't overstay its welcome for the most part uh, along the way and if you've like played it through before and you don't want to watch any of the cutscenes like you can kind of get through this game pretty quickly even if you're not like a, a speedrunner or anything like it's not like insurmountable in terms of length uh, which so many games nowadays are oh yeah skipping cutscenes it's like one sitting it's like under yeah, like you totally. can beat this game under five hours. <laughs> yeah, especially like if you know what you're doing and you're not playing on a ridiculous difficulty um, that you've never played on before. Mm. But like, it's also just like I, I don't know. I like I said, part of the reason why I have such an itch to like play more Metal Gear now and like um, maybe replay this game at some point is just like I can't think of a lot of games that would scratch the same itch that this one does for me. Of like the you know you've got to forge for food and. Um, there's, uh, like the stealth stuff and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just like not a lot of games that have that level of systems interaction. And I definitely thought like, I, I don't think they'll do this for the remake at all, but I did think like, if you were going to make a modern game in this style, there would be like crafting and there would be like, like a randomness to a lot of things that just like is not in this game. Like the, the placement of the animals is like always like the same whenever you load into a level for the most part like it's it's not a game about like oh having the right random chance of getting a, a an item or like oh i need to craft uh my healing items or whatever it's like no you just find all that along the way and like you you know again it's just like in a modern game it would be bogged down with too many systems whereas this it's just like got just the right enough and enough like interactivity between those systems that it's just like a joy uh, to play through because other games do have hunger meters and all that but i i love i can't remember 
who said it. Um, it might have been in a Dan Olson video, but he might have been quoting someone else. I, I apologize. But like the in those kinds of games, the player is like this all-consuming force. Like you have to eat all the time. And, you know, it's just like unrealistic in how much you just like pillage the place that you're in. Here, it's like you can get through the game, depending on your difficulty, eating a few times. Uh but like a normal amount in terms of like, oh, you're spending maybe a couple days in 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 universe. You eat about as much as you would expect, kind of thing. And it's yeah, it's it's such a if if there's crafting, <laughs> like, oh my god, that would ruin the the experience. It it's a shame that MGS four has a equivalent to the stamina system but it's like your psyche and mm. the routes by which you improve your psyche are incredibly poorly done i think hmm. they should have just made it another stamina gauge or just don't have it or do the do the psyche gauge but like you, you pick up porno mags and you have to like watch uh. porno along the way or something but it's, it's just this awful system i actually end up uh <laughs> kind of this is a call ahead for a while uh i end up basically soft locking myself on uh mgs4 because there's a boss fight where you have to use an item and they tell you if you use that item too many times it'll like cause sickness to you and i had used it too many times along the way and basically made myself sick and made it so that you couldn't aim worth a shit and i oh. <laughs> couldn't progress at that point because uh, you have to do like really fine aiming uh, at something in that fight, but but yeah. Uh, anyway, NGS three, honestly, one of the few games that I could just like unreservedly recommend. Uh, is it like ten out of ten? Yeah, I mean, yes, it is to me. Honestly, does that mean it's perfect? No, there's obviously faults. Everything has a fault, but that's not to me. That's not what a ten out of ten is. A ten out of ten is one of those things where you just like it's it's a genre definer. It's a uh a thing generation definer you know yeah i feel like this is like the ps2 game in my mind now yeah this shadow of the colossus is another one mm. just like it's one of those things that like you'll see it pop up on like best games of all time and it it earns it it's timeless you know you go you go to play ocarina of time and they're like you're gonna rub against like systems in that like you know camera being shitty or, or mario 64 is my big thing like the camera in mario 64 is insufferable but this, it, it's just such a banger. It, even if I had been playing this on the, like, locked camera angle yeah, that's in the original game, it still is great. It's still just a, I don't know, it's just a, I can't a gush enough about it. Well, I'll have some uh, thoughts about the locked camera uh, later on in this episode. Ooh. Um, oh, yeah, no, yes. Yeah. So we should, uh, I guess, just get into it. So last time we left off, we were uh, uh we just gotten out of the river after the sorrow fight, fought the spooky ghost guy. Um, and, uh, of course, first thing I do is call everybody up on my codec. Uh, and so paramedic tells me about the movie, the Alamo. We got to remember the Alamo. Mm. Um, I don't think she mentions like the whole Davy Crockett connection, um, which would have been funny. Um, and then I believe you said you did. Uh, we both, right when we were in the jail cell, took out the transponder that mm -hmm. uh, is in snake. Okay. Because do you know what happens in the forest if you don't take it out? Yeah, you get, uh, like, guards are there. Yeah. Um, but since we both took it out, we just get to, you know, like, breeze through the forest. Nice little... It's a very, like... Uh, you can call up Ava 
and she always kind of tells you about like the area that you're in and she's like oh this is like one of the most beautiful parts of the uh, this area whenever it's like yeah it's very like idyllic nice little stream there's a waterfall that we are you know going to meet ava at um but it was a nice little break of like oh i could just kind of I, I could prance through the forest <laughs> and not have to worry <laughs> about any guards um, and I didn't even think about it until I looked it up later. Of like, oh, if you don't take out the transponder, um, there's going to be guards there. Uh, yeah, we we didn't mention it last episode, but when you, they take out the transponder, but then Ocelot puts it back in. Right. Yeah. So that's that's, so that's why to... you would run into these guards. Is that it's the Ocelot unit. Right. Um, and then yeah, so we we meet Ava under the the waterfall. Um, she gives us our stuff back. We eat a snake in front of her. There's more flirty stuff going on. I, I I have quoted in my notes. She she he's like eating a snake and says something about it, and she goes, "I wouldn't mind eating you." <laughs> it's like, okay. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, snake is like, "What does that mean? I'm not edible." Uh, <laughs> it's just clueless. Yeah, he's great. I uh, yeah, because you're eating like like didn't they teach you how to eat snakes in KGB school? And she's like, "Yeah, no, in my in my division." We only got to taste like the fine dining Italian mm-hmm. French, because you know she's like that kind of spy of like the seductress, the you know right all that. But also that kind of ties into her actual backstory in a way that kind of makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I was definitely thinking like, really, the KGB are like giving you like fine dining for your for your meals. But then we learn a little bit more about her actual origins, and then you think like, oh, it totally makes sense that they'd be feeding you like really nice meals. Yeah. Um, Which quick note about the uh, the the transponder. If you don't take out the transponder, I sent you the video of this. Uh, Ava takes it out for you, uh, and it's like it cuts to like wrestling match footage. <laughs> yeah, it's like a shadow play. Like like they 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 cut to like the cave walls that you're in with like the shadows of Snake and Ava reflected onto it, so you don't actually see their their characters physically, and they're doing like wrestling maneuvers there's one point where you're just like kind of like holding hands locked or arms locked together and like Mm -hmm. prancing around in a circle (laughs) um they're just definitely like having a lot of fun with it um in a way that's so funny because like that's so tonally opposite to like the normal scene or like the rest of the scene i guess so if you get that it's just like total whiplash of like we're having a serious moment uh behind the sexy waterfall and then suddenly like it's like a looney tunes gag yeah because um, you'd almost have to purposefully not take it out at this point because I, I did mention it last episode when you go into the pause menu there's like an audible beep oh. and i remember going like what the fuck is that noise and it was because the transponder is like beeping inside of you i also assume you might you might like if you call up like paramedic or major sigint or somebody will be like hey snake i think that tracker's still on you well um, you can see it be put back like it's not it's yeah, like it, it's ocelot not like a... very clearly puts it back inside it as always ocelot enters big boss wait what he, he enters him you know oh he, okay. he explores big boss's I, body i was also like getting confused i thought you meant the boss but you said oh, big, boss. Big, big boss yeah because i was like the, the boss and ocelot naked snakes <laughs> uh body that's true. Though he's he's got the eye patch now. He's I, well, I guess uh, something has to happen for him to to get the mantle of the boss. But right, uh, he's got the eye patch. In my mind, he's the bo- the big boss now. But yeah, then you discuss the plan with with Ava. She gives you the the C three uh, that you need to blow up the um uh, the fuel tanks in the Shagohod hangar, and explains to you that how cool C three is because you can 
mold its shape and whatever. What's the difference? Is it just like the chemicals? What's the difference between like C3 and C4? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to look it up now. While you do that, uh, Ava also talks about her love for the bike because it's like, oh, no matter where else I go, I'm just putting on a mask. I'm trying to be someone else. But when I'm on my bike, I'm really me. And I'm just like, she's like Stephen King in his biker phase. Just like, damn, it's just like, there's nothing like being out on the open road on your own hog. <laughs> uh, but that also, again, makes more sense once we learn a little bit more about her backstory when she says, like, yeah, I'm always like putting on a, a mask, um, which, slight spoilers, she's doing even now in this scene with Snake, um, even though she's, she's trying to convince Snake clearly that like, oh, yeah, me and you, there's something like we're going to get out of this together. And then. It's so funny that, like, her seducing works because, like, Snake just seems largely uninterested or at the very least, like, confused (laughs) uh, (laughs) at her advances. Uh, But I do like her, like, getting to have a moment of, like, this is why you always see me on on a bike (laughs) in this video game. Uh, And going to uh, what C3 is versus, like, C4, uh, Mm -hmm. they are all part of the Composition C family of explosives, um, which, interestingly, is a uh, U.S.-specified explosives i guess like it's not it's us like defined but it could be you know anywhere uh the explosive in it is rdx which is research department explosive uh the x being e x explosive oh sure the difference between uh so there are a lot of c's there's compound composition c1 c2 c3 and then what we use today c4 we don't i don't use it people use it (laughs) uh c4 the only difference i guess is uh the uh proportion of the rdx explosive to other objects um the plasticizers the things that make them into plastic explosives mm. um so it's just a matter of uh uh like volatility and like it, like it, it seems to be mostly just like the conditions in which it stays plastic so c3 uh, okay. might become more hard at temp like low temperatures where c4 stays malleable kind of thing gotcha. so, similar to like 5g versus 4g one of them will give mm. you covid the other one is just like a cell phone <laughs> uh yeah we're gonna give the shagohad covid with our c3 <laughs> for clarity listener i'm not like no, that's, that's, don't that's not me. real we uh, love when these games get conspiratorial but we're not not real like conspiratorial <laughs> yeah, no no and which i kind of signposting that i do like that uh when this game is conspiratorial it is very clearly not something that Kojima like believes at all. Yeah. They that is kind of like an exaggeration of like the network of real life alliances and like I don't want to say like secret societies, like that's like a you know conspiratorial thing, but like things that like the general public doesn't know. Like people industry like industrial mil- the military industrial complex is real and like there are people who will pay others to like keep wars going and all that. Like that's all real. Kojima just takes it like another step forward of like what if there was like another shadow organization behind that, which, you know, is just like a nice way of like having a face to to oppose. Right. I think, like, crucially, a lot of the conspiracy stuff that shows up is, like, influenced by real conspiracy theories or, like, conspiracy theories that people in the real world, like, do generally generally believe, but it's not, like, the literal same conspiracies that are being, like, propagated in the real world. So it's, like, it's not, it's, it's oh, the, the philosopher's legacy is, you know, the hundred billion dollars that the three major powers hit around the world. It's not, like, 
he's pulling in like the history channel s like and hitler's secret uh military bunker filled with a hundred billion dollars you know like that kind of shit yeah it's um, similar it's like funny. national treasure yeah totally um where it's like no one's gonna watch national treasure and be like this is a real conspiracy i'm gonna believe this now no one's gonna like uh um or or find their way to a real conspiracy theory from uh, uh national treasure in the same way that, that that's kind of how this game operates um so it's, it's fun i like that kind of stuff um uh and then yeah time to sneak back into the hangar to plant the explosives uh at some point around here i also talked to a paramedic about curse of the werewolf um, <laughs> still just chronologizing, uh, uh, uh cataloging all of the uh <laughs> movies that she talks to me about um how did you go about getting back into the hangar i'm trying to remember um like, did you sneak back through the Groznygrad complex and all of that? Yeah, I think so. Like, no, like, like go back through the, uh, the same way you got, like, you get to Rykov. I don't think that. I went through the Rykov thing. I feel like there's another way in that I saw, but maybe not. Maybe I did go through the Rykov like main area and everything. Well, let me tell you how I got in, and maybe this will be the way you got in, or maybe, yeah, jog yeah. your memory. But um, I got in the easiest way possible. Oh, Which I used it, a box. Yes, same. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you, it's literally right after, like, in the tunnel that the waterfall leads to, you can pick up a box. And when I picked up this box, I was like, oh, I haven't really been doing anything with the boxes yet. I wonder, like, is there a fast travel system? Like, where do they take you? I was, like, inspecting the boxes to see if it says, like, oh, this says, like, whatever on the side of it, like, the boxes of the other games do. Um, and, like right where you come out or or no i remembered seeing um a truck that you can crawl into the back of um right near where the um the sewer grate is, sewer gate is that you um go through to uh, escape Groznygrad originally mm -hmm. so i'm like oh let me go back there and test out these boxes and i tested out the box that i just picked up uh by the waterfall and it takes you directly into the hangar like yeah. you don't have to go through anything which was like really fun to like figure that out and be like, oh, sweet! I just saved myself a bunch of time. Mm -hmm. That's also the speed run strat as well, to which makes sense. Um, but the only thing that kind of maybe sucks about that is at this point of the game, if you go back to the locker room area where uh, Rykov was hidden, uh, Rykov's no longer in the locker you stashed him in. But what is in the locker is the sneaking suit. Oh, okay. Which is basically like Snake's version of the suit that um, the boss is wearing in the game. So mm -hmm. hers is like this white stealth suit. Um, Snake's is like black. Mm -hmm. uh, and it looks sick. And it's also like the equivalent of, oh God, what, what was it called in MGS2? Like the armor plating or the, or the jacket or whatever? The, the body armor. armor. Body armor. It's this game's version of the body armor where wearing that decreases damage by 50%. Oh, okay. Um, which would have been nice to have. Mm. um not that not that i i don't think i died a lot at this point in the game but um still would have been fun to have and also he just looks cool in the mm. sneaking suit um so missed out on that i guess i i mean if i knew it was there i would have gone like backtracked through the hangar but i think i would have just naturally come across it because i'm always like digging in the lockers when i come across them there's also something else. oh you can also pick up in that same locker room area it's in one of the lockers that's locked the first time you go through but not the second time uh you could pick up a uh, engineer's uniform or like a mechanic's uniform um, that operates the same way the um, like scientist one does. So you can walk around the hangar 
and the guards won't notice you and the other mechanics will only notice you if you get up like close to them and they can see you mm-hmm. which is fun the speed run strat by the way for this um the cardboard boxes are broken in the game in for a couple reasons like the mechanics and the scientists in the areas where they show up they'll like they'll get like the the exclamation mark above their head when they see you running around in the cardboard box but they won't trigger an alert like ever if you're in the box i would do the same (laughs) if i saw a running cardboard box i'd be like that's fucking weird and then go back to my day right so like i i feel like that's intentional but like so in this section of the game they basically just like either do something to distract their i think they like strategically shoot a bullet somewhere that like has all of the guards kind of move to one central area and then just run around to the cardboard box and (laughs) and plant the explosives but also apparently this was wild to see if uh because they did this like sneaking around in groznygrad if you down um a guard so like if you tranked a guard and knocked him out and the other guards in that area start to walk over to that guard to check them out, you can run around in the cardboard box and they won't notice you. Hmm. Like, you could just run literally right next to them and they won't notice you because they're in that animation of, like, checking out the guard. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as long as you're in the box, they just won't see you at all. It's wild. Hmm. Um, There's also a a lot, there's a lot of weird stuff they do in the speedrun that's like, oh, I didn't know that worked that way. Like, your um, uh, footsteps aren't as loud when you're cooking a grenade on certain terrain. So in a couple times in the speed run, they'll like cook a grenade so they can run right past the guards without them noticing you because your footsteps are quiet. Um, so lots of cool little interactions in that game that you wouldn't even think about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we, I guess we both uh, did the, the cool thing and snuck in via cardboard box. Um, and then did you have any issues planting the, the C3? No, the only issue I had was, um, for some reason, sometimes it would only let me plant it on one side of the container, not the other. But other than that, <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, someone in a codec call was like very specific about, you got to make sure you get it in the right location because mm-hmm. you only have enough C3 for the job you need to do. Um, but yeah, I didn't have any issues either. And we get the callback to, in the cave, uh, Snake is sad because he lost his eye, which means that he lost his depth perception. Mm. And there's a butterfly he tries to catch, and he can't, you know, he doesn't know how far away it is. And here, on the final uh, container, he makes a little butterfly uh, out of the C3, and then throws it up and catches it. He's, gotcha this time. It's like, God bless, man. Yeah. I love how, like, can-do attitude he is about it. He's like, I got I got one good eye, and I can still shoot. I'm like, God bless, Snake. <laughs> right, and it's just like, oh, I just needed to, like, adjust to this. Like, it's just like a, you know. Uh, new way of uh, navigating through the world, but not mm. like an uh, insufficient way of navigating through the world. Um, it's like a pretty decent <laughs> handling of like a disability. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna call out like, oh, uh, if you want to hear us talk about this, like uh, you know, listen to our Inuo episode on Undertale. But I realized that those are going to be so far out in terms <laughs> of release schedule. So instead of telling our <laughs> listeners to listen to that, they sh- and they should. I'm just going to mention that I was going to mention that. And leave that in the episode for, for our <laughs> listeners. I mean, hey, like that episode will definitely be more than out by the time this one comes out. So yeah, go listen to that episode. We had a really good discussion about that movie and specifically its like uh, handling of disability. If um, uh, Snake losing his eye sparks an interest in that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I also like that um, when you go into first person view. Now that he's lost his eye, like you don't have the full periphery on the mm-hmm. left side. Um, it's kind of blurred, um, which is fun. It doesn't like make the game like 
substantially hard or whatever. It's just a nice little thing of like, oh yeah, if you're entering first person view, his his first person view would be different um, with only one eye. There was a funny conversation I had with paramedic that was like, she's like, oh snake, like the your retina's shot, your your eyeballs been perforated you know you know what that means and snake goes that means i won't be able to heal it even in the survival viewer i'm like (laughs) like, okay cool (laughs) i forgot about that that was extremely funny to be like even the survival viewer can't help (laughs) if i press the action button i won't be able to do it (laughs) those are definitely other systems in the game that i just feel like I wish we're kind of in more games is like the survival viewer being like this, like, oh, you have to go to a separate menu to like heal yourself. It's not just like, you know, like games have gone in the complete other direction where like the most recent Resident Evil games, you'll just like get your hand cut off and like pour fluid over it and it'll be fine. You'll be back mm-hmm. to full health. Whereas like this game is more like, no, you need to pause. You need to stop what you're doing. You need to treat the wounds. You need to do like whatever specific actions heal that. And that because of the stamina system, it's not like, a, oh, and then you're at full health again. Like, I don't know, those those kinds of things, those little small differences between this game and a lot of other games are like what really sets it apart. But yeah, and then we uh, we get caught out by uh, Volgan. They know we're here because they knew that the C3 was missing, mm-hmm. right? So they figure, oh, someone's going to plant the bombs in, in the hangar. But they don't know the timer right they don't know the timer but they do know that tatiana is ava they they've they've deduced that ocelot's like it wasn't the perfume she reeked of motorcycle gasoline it's like oh okay that makes sense which Um, explains the perfume to like try to cover up the the gasoline mm -hmm. but you can't you can't uh outfox an ocelot i'm always saying that yeah yeah and the boss is like, I'll take care of Ava. Because, like, I think at this point he says, like, oh, yeah, the 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 legacy is in the the underground vaults of, yeah. of Grozny Grad. And the boss is like, all right, me and Tatiana are going to go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to dispose of Tatiana. You guys have fun. I'll see you. And she leaves. And it just leaves Volgan and Ocelot. And Volgan's like, all right, let's fucking fight, dude. I'm going to whip your... Because, no, Ocelot's like, I'm going to... Let me do this. I'm going to finish him off. And then uh, Volgan's like, no, I'm going to fuck him up. Like, this this guy's been a thorn in my side for too long. Mm-hmm. And you, like, get lowered into this, like, little pit area thing. And Ocelot's being a little fussy baby, which I really like. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, very eh, fun, I'm, like, I'm not going to help like... you. Um... And then uh, also we, this is when I was like, oh, the sorrow is just still here because you could also like during this cutscene hit R1 to see the sorrow floating around with a with countdown a timer, timer yeah. <laughs> which is so fun. Especially because like he, he holds up the timer and it's like, all right, there's 15 minutes left or whatever. I'm like, okay, I got plenty of time. Let's start this fight. But then the cutscene keeps going. And mm-hmm. so by the time, the time the fight starts, you've got like, what, like five, five minutes? Five left? minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like 10 minutes of cutscene later. Um which but doesn't yeah, like, feel like it. I don't know if that actually is 10 minutes. I don't know if like yeah. the, the timer is like a hidden cut, but like it doesn't feel like 10 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. But then you're, you're like on a platform that lowers and then like Ocelot like is like standing on the balcony above and he like throws down ammo items to mm-hmm. you. Um, and Volgan, before the fight starts, throws his gloves off and takes his overcoat off to reveal his ridiculous G.I. Joe villain outfit. <laughs> He uh, he does not cock his biceps like uh, uh, Henry Cavill, but you know he might as well. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, um, 
how was uh, this fight for you? It was good. I forgot that the the trick is to unequip your gun. Yeah. Because your gun's metal. And so when he uses his lightning attack, you know, it, it, it'll be attracted to you. Uh, but I did remember other things. I remember that there's a water pipe in the middle of the stage. So if you lure him into the oh. middle and shoot the water pipe, he gets stunned. Because you can only attack him from the back. Also, probably even cooler, if you put on the Rykov mask, he gets mm-hmm. stunned. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, Ivan, it's it's you. Oh, mm-hmm. Ivan. and Which is like stupid, but like, you know, it's up there with snake level object permanence, which so I can respect it. Yeah. Men in this world are just uh baseline stupid <laughs> to yes. a certain degree um yeah i didn't know that until i watched the speed run because obviously they take advantage of that because it's an easy way to open them up for uh good damage i feel like i part of it is like um you know because I, I always like whenever i start a boss fight in this game like just call everybody up on my codec because especially they'll tell you things that you can do like uh you know like oh make sure you don't have your gun equipped when he's doing his electric attacks um and then you know try to shoot him from the side or the back because uh, he'll block it from the front but i feel like uh, oh and they also tell you like oh and uh cqc is going to be really effective on him but again at this point in the game i've realized like oh well i basically can't do a lot of the cqc stuff because of uh, <laughs> uh the non-analog uh controller um uh, that i'm emulating with so i feel like i was having a hard time doing a lot of damage to him uh in the first part of the fight probably just wasn't aggressive enough and so what that meant for me was basically like you there's two phases to the fight uh you have to get him down to like half health to start the second uh phase of the fight i thought it was like going to be just like a timer based thing or whatever but it's it's health and so when the second phase of this the and you have like five minutes to do the fight total between both phases when i got to the start of the second phase i had a minute left <laughs> so oh my I had god a minute to get him down from half health to zero health but i basically i don't know if i could have done this in the first fight too um, but I basically found a way to like basically just stun lock him of like like dodge enough attacks to that I can get behind him and then just blast him with the light machine gun and then like you kind of have to wait a beat but like as he's getting up he's open for attacks again and just like shoot him and then he goes down and just kind of repeat that in the minute I had but I literally had like 10 seconds left on the clock when oh my I, god uh, when I beat him. And there was one time where I didn't make it. Like I was, I was still trying to do damage, and like time ran out, and the game just ends. Like the base blows up with all of you in there, and it's like game over, Snake. Mm. I don't think I had. I ran into time issues uh, with this one. Um, I did do it uh, non-lethal, and I was also on very easy. Uh, I did it non-lethally, which gives you this camo, uh, which I couldn't find a good photo of. But the The Cold Cold War War camo (laughs) is so goofy. Uh, it did remind me of other camos that you can get, uh, you used to be able to get, like, because of, um, like download uh, codes the download stuff, codes right? and stuff. You can get, like, Santa, you can get the the Rainbow Pride, and then the uh, Valentine's Day one, which is, like, a bunch of hearts and all that, so very, very goofy. And there's some of them that, like, they do things, uh, like, the fun thing with the Cold War camo is um, guards will not shoot you if you're facing them directly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the way the... Uh, for the listener, uh, the Cold War camo, the front half of it is the Soviet flag. The back half of it is the American flag, which it's is already so just goofy. ridiculous. And so if you're facing the Russian soldiers with the Soviet flag facing them, uh, they won't shoot you. But if you turn your back on them, they will, um, which is fun. Um, but some of the camos, it's like, uh, especially like a lot of the downloadable ones, it's like, this is just for fun. There's no <laughs> there's no benefit to wearing the Santa Claus camo. Yeah. Um, 
there's like if if you look up the full list, there's a couple that were like only in Japan and they were basically like brand tie-ins with like brands I've never heard of that I don't know if they're like like completely random no-name brands in Japan or like maybe people in Japan know them better, but it's just like oh yeah, there's like this like logistics company that gave away codes for a camo that's just like their logo all over Snake's uniform or whatever. It's like <laughs> why would anybody want that? Wow, not wanting uh, the oh fuck! I was gonna. I'm looking at the camo list, and I was trying to find a funny one. But like, there's like one's just Bonsai. That's European exclusive. There's USMX. That's European exclusive. Uh, there's one that's just Dodo, which is covered with the uh, the katakana for that's just dough. Mm-hmm. Oh, the one I was thinking of is the Wonder Goo camo. Received as a result of purchasing Wonder Goo products available in Japan only. And I'm like, what the fuck is Wonder Goo? Um, wow, Umfi doesn't know about Wonder Goo. Which, which uh, now that I'm looking at the, the wiki, uh, does say that the Wonder Goo camo is the only camo not available in the HD collection uh, version of the game. Damn. Which is funny. And then the um, there's like the, uh, it's not called like the Keraton camo, but there's like a camo you, you get. The Gakko one. I told you about this. Right. Yes. Um, and th- did you tell me that like in the. Um, it's oh, Yoshi. Told me it's, yeah, it's yeah. Yoshi in the snake. Or, or it's a fruit camo, but yeah, because you're, right. you're not shooting Keraton, you're shooting, you're shooting uh, Yoshi. And then I, you also probably told me this, but the reward for getting all the keraton is the stealth camouflage, which isn't actually a camo; it's an item. Yeah, but it's, it's like it's the, the, the thing that makes camo. you invisible. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, which is fun. Anyway, back to back oh to yeah, Morgan. so you you got the the Cold War camo from mm-hmm. non lethal. I did not non lethal him, even though like he spoilers doesn't actually die uh, in this fight. Uh, somehow survives the blast. I assume he does the thing Liquid does and gets in the. Mm-hmm. the metal gear or the the shagoha the not metal gear it's only a metal gear if it has legs that's what that's what granted or us. pants or pants or shoes nice shoes but yeah and then uh time for a uh motorcycle escape with ava uh she's she's here the boss let her go we learn also ocelot is being a little fussy because like volgan's like shoot oh. him and ocelot's like no yeah uh, there, there's a moment where um he he straight up says like i made a promise to the boss and it's like oh okay classic ocelot stuff like not actually working for the guy he says he's working for mm-hmm. um not necessarily like working for the boss but like clearly just like doing his own thing <laughs> um which we'll learn more about at the end of the game but he does let that slip at this point it's like ah i see you and then yeah time for a motorcycle chase like the the shagohad is like survived we learned that like um i think i called sigan or the major or somebody that says like oh they must have drained the fuel tanks so the C3 still went off, but the, they were banking on the fuel and the fuel tanks like causing a bigger explosion than it actually did. Because um, once they realized that there were bombs in there, that they couldn't just like remove, remove the fuel tanks or disarm the bombs, they just drained the fuel out of the tanks, which is like smart. Yeah. Um, so the Shagahad survives and is chasing us through Groznygrad, and we've got a like, uh, it felt like playing a light gun a shooter game in like an arcade cabinet <laughs> the way it's like like she kind of just like leads you around and then she stops for a while so you can shoot some guys then moves on did you like me find this way easier in the fixed camera mode instead of the the free camera mode i didn't change it oh okay i was like i'm having a hard time like uh like aiming around and stuff like that because the the because you're aiming while the cart is moving and all this kind of stuff if you use the original like fixed camera scheme um from the non-subsistence and hd collection versions of the game 
um, it's a little bit easier to like just kind of like naturally have the camera go where you need to be looking to aim at people. Uh, see, um, I was doing first person the whole time. Oh, okay. I mean, I I was definitely like switching to first person, but like moving around and stuff. I felt I thought it was easier to go out of first person, mm. find where I needed to aim, and then go back to first person. And so for doing that, it was easier in the like fixed camera gotcha. mode. I also didn't realize at first because like I I had my light machine gun out from. Uh, the boss fight with Volgan. Um, and so when you like get in the like sidecar of Ava's bike, which is just a fun little visual of like her driving and you in the sidecar, uh, like the Indiana Jones with um, Sean Connery. <laughs> um, uh, but I was just like, oh, I guess I can just like uh, use this light machine gun for this fight or whatever. And I have infinite ammo. I didn't, it took me a little while to realize like, oh, all of your weapons have infinite ammo and you can mm-hmm. freely switch to them. Also learned that, uh, watching the speed run, I already had the RPG, but apparently if you don't have the RPG by this point of the game, it just shows up in your inventory mm-hmm. at this point, once the motorcycle chase starts. Um, so I think I, I think I ended up switching to the scorpion, which is like the SMG. It's like the last weapon I picked up in the game. Um, which I, you, you would think like, oh, it's probably not as good as like the AK or whatever. At least I would think that. But it has like way less recoil than any of the other um, automatic guns in the mm-hmm. game. So it was like really helpful to aim. Um, I guess I could have used the sniper for some of it. Uh, that's what they do in the speed run. They use the, um, the Mosin Nagat, which is the non-lethal sniper you get from uh, the end. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and they basically just like no scope <laughs> all the guards with oh the most to knock it, um, which the guy, uh, 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 Apache Smash, shout out last time uh, in his commentated speed run is like, oh, you're about to see me do some sick like no scope shots. I promise you my aim is never this good. It was just really good in the run I recorded <laughs> um, in his world record run. Um, so that was like fun to watch him just like nail dudes with the um, uh, sniper no scope. Also, apparently, uh, um, it's like this. This section goes on for a while. Like you kind of go around Grozny Grad, and then you gotta like go down the runway. Apparently, like you take more or less damage depending on what your camo rating is. Hmm. So, like in the speed run when they're wearing the tuxedo, their camo rating is awful. <laughs> so they take a <laughs> lot of damage, like whether they you know kill the guards or not. Uh, but you take less damage from the guards, I guess, because, like, their aim's worse <laughs> if you've got better camo. And then I didn't realize this. Um, like, the, so the Shagahod's chasing you. And I just assume, like, oh, I can't do damage to it now. There'll clearly be a part where the the chase sequence ends and we'll, like, fight the Shagahod for real, which is what happens. But you can do, like, chip damage to it. Um, mm-hmm. If you aim the RPG, like, directly at the front of the Shagahod, it will do, like, very little damage. Um, I think in the speed run, he said it's if you're if you do as much damage as humanly possible, which is very hard to do in this section, you can get it down to like 60% health um, by the end of the chase, which seems like a lot. Yeah. I also didn't realize you can, um, uh, because at a certain point, especially on the runway, it'll like get right up close to you. Um, You can um, shoot the uh, like treads to like knock it back Mm -hmm. and have it stop chasing you. Um, I didn't realize like shooting the treads was a thing until the actual fight with it, where that matters. Um, well, but, there uh, there are some do that on the runway. There are some points where it'll he'll say like, I'm gonna grind you into dust, and he'll try to you know, he'll he'll charge at you kind of thing, and you have to shoot the tread otherwise you take damage. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I mentioned the the Ava lets us uh, tells us that the boss let her go. She also tells us that because um, it's important for later on that the boss is waiting for Snake by the lake where the 
the wig is. It's mm-hmm. a wig, right? Yeah. Because um, there's wigs and migs in this game. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. confusing. Um, and that she's waiting for Snake. So that's important. Um, also, Ocelot at some point gets on a bike uh, and tries chasing after us to no success, uh, which is funny. Um, and then, yeah, this this kind of chase goes on until we get to, like, a bridge. Because, like, before all this, like, we've planned out the escape of, like, we're going to blow up the Shagohod in the hangar, and then Snake's going to, um, like, Ava's going to, like, uh, set up bombs on a bridge to block their escape so they can, like, make their way to the, the wig without, like, enemies chasing after them. So they, they change the plan to lead the Shagohod to the bridge so they can blow up the bridge while the Shagohod's on it, and then hopefully that'll take out the Shagohod. Um, so you get across the bridge, and then you... Um, I didn't realize this until I was watching the European speedrun difficulty, but the number of bombs on the bridge that Ava... Or, yeah, Ava sets is um, different depending on the difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two for me on... Um, normal difficulty, so I shot one and then just waited for Ava to say like, now it's on the bridge, shoot the bomb to shoot the last one, but there's like four bombs on uh, European Extreme was mm-hmm. there only one for you on yeah. very easy? Okay, that would make sense um, and then yeah, the Shagohod uh, seems like it gets taken out, but it's only, it just loses its butt uh, the rest of it is still intact and like crawls up the collapsing bridge uh, and then we get to fight it. Yeah, in a really cool way where we're still on the motorcycle kind of going around in circles and we have to kind of hit the treads such that like it can't counter rotate so that we can get around to the butt of it and shoot its butt. Yeah, because since it's like butt fell off, it's like exposed part of the inner frame or whatever that you can actually damage. Um, so thought this was like a pretty easy fight once you figure out like everything you need to do because like you you know you shoot the treads to um you know have it stop rotating to match the bike's position so that ava can drive the bike behind it and then you can get shots off on the back you can also if it's um it's got like one attack that like basically doesn't do any damage to you just like the normal machine gun fire and then it's got like one where it really like barrages you with machine gun bullets which will do a lot of damage to you every time, but you can, um, if that happens, you can shoot an RPG at the front of uh, the Shagohod, and it won't uh, take much damage from that, but it will, like, stop the attack. Mm-hmm. So once you figure out all that, it's, like, a pretty trivial fight, but it's, like, a, you know, fun mechanically that I didn't mind. Um, one of, well, I guess this is the only, only the first phase of the boss, because I was going to say, like, oh, this is, like, one of the few fights that I feel like doesn't really, like, overstay its welcome. It was, like, pretty in and out, but then there is a second phase to it, so never mind. I was okay with the second phase. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, fine. Uh, I was gonna say something else about the first phase. Oh, um, again, learned so much in the speed run. Um, I knew this was a thing, but I didn't think to do it in this fight. Um, because the game has like a tactical reload system where, if you're shooting a gun and you run out of bullets, you can uh quickly hit R two to unequip the gun and then hit mm-hmm. it again to reequip it. And when it reequips, it'll have reloaded. That's in every game. Right. So you don't have to like wait for the reload animation. So you can do that with the RPG, which has a ridiculously long reload animation, which basically means if you're like good enough with your inputs, you can just spam fire the RPG. Um, <laughs> so the speedrun kind of points out like, yeah, this they clearly either either they didn't think about the fact that people can do that, because if you do it, it just trivializes the entire fight. Or they figured like, well, not everybody's going to know that. And so like, if you know that, then you just know a quick way to get through the fight. And if you don't know that, then you're going to fight it like everybody else. But I didn't mm. think about that at the time. So I just waited every time for the 
RPG to reload. But I, I, I should have, because I was definitely doing that with the light machine gun, because that's also a gun that has like a long uh, reload animation, and I was using that a lot for the, the last several boss fights. Mm. I, I, was, I was doing the spam technique. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. And then, yeah, the second phase is like, uh, the Shagohad's damaged, uh, but not like completely destroyed, and so Volgan like gets on top of it and like like connects to the wires to like control it, like mm-hmm. they're like reins on a horse, and so you need to damage Volgan this time, and um, he'll kind of like mostly try to attack you, but he'll sometimes like start to attack Ava, and that's like your chance to get an opening. Um, you can also do the thing I did a lot in the way back in the Metal Gear Rex fight in MGS1, where I would just roll under the uh, Shagohad <laughs> to get mm. to the other side, and then like attack him from the back. So the, the second part wasn't that bad um, either. Um, pretty cool fight overall. Also, at this point, I don't know if you could get them earlier in the game, but at this point, I had recently picked up uh, life meds, which are like this mm. game's equivalent of like traditional healing um, that the other games had. So it's almost like, uh, hey, if you like fucked up and didn't get enough food or whatever like here's a way to like instantly heal yourself yeah i i didn't use any of that because i just didn't didn't on very easy don't need to um they they give you a shitload the i didn't roll under the shago hut i did shoot out the treads with an rpg ran around the back and then unloaded in Mm -hmm. volgan from behind sure i think i just had a lot of fun of like running up to the (laughs) shago hut and getting behind them and he's like where'd you go um yeah pretty cool fight um and then he gets struck by lightning yeah uh which is funny uh fitting way for him to die mm. and the shagohad blows up along with him so mission mission accomplished there and at that point i'm like uh, in my notes i'm literally like cool now now i just have to uh fight the boss and get out of here on the wig <laughs> well how much more could there possibly be <laughs> turns out a lot there's a whole other motor- motorcycle chase sequence so it's a little bit harder than the first one yeah because they're flying boys too yeah, they're on like the whatever you call them, the platforms, mm. and those guys are kind of sometimes those are hard to hit because like the they're flying through the trees, and also there's one guy that kind of gets like right on top of you in a way that you can't easily like shoot him. Mm. Um, and also it's like dark at this point, so it's a little bit harder to see. And um, uh, uh, there's also one part where you've got to like shoot out some trees that have blocked the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think there needed to be two motorcycle chases, but both of them are fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they're both good it's not like oh one is worse than the other but maybe like you only needed one motorcycle chase <laughs> um and then yeah we kind of like fly off the bike at the end and ava gets impaled by like a branch mm-hmm. and i was just like oh i guess ava's dead time to fight the boss again <laughs> here. <laughs> uh but she no she's she's still around um this game does some cool stuff at this point, but this is probably one of my least favorite sections of the game. But the initial thing you do is cool because you can go you go into the cure menu um, and you can patch yourself up, but you can also patch up Ava, mm-hmm. which is fun. Uh, like you treat her wounds um, using the, the survival viewer. And it's funny because um, paramedic on the codec call explaining to, this to you is like, you know, Snake, like if you only have enough items for one or either of you, um, you need to choose yourself. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like she's, she's another agent, but also what's funny is like, if you heal her first, the game will just immediately go into like the next cutscene. scene. <laughs> like, oh. It'll give you a chance to heal yourself. Um, and then you also have to make sure she's fed. Cause now she's basically like your, your tag along buddy. So you've got to manage her stamina and health as well as your own. Um, and you've also got to like, she's like injured. So she can only kind of like hobble around, 
and uh so you've got to like tell her to come to you uh like once the coast is clear or whatever and so it's just like it's the worst kind of like escort mission of just like if if she just like followed you like like blindly uh like any other like you know uh escort mission type thing it'd be fine but like the fact that you've got to like keep her fed and healthy and then like tell her when to move and tell her when to stop it's like it's a lot and there's like two or three i guess two areas uh that you have to lead her through Mm -hmm. um so not a big fan of this but how how was this for you it was fine i guess um you know i uh there are some guards that come through and you know i took care of them just fine i had enough food for both of us that was fine one thing i thought about doing um which I, I remember doing when I was younger, is just knock Ava out. You can, like, shoot her with a Trank gun and then just drag oh, and her. carry her. Yeah, mm-hmm. which if you do that, you get an interesting thing where she has, like, a sex dream, uh, and she'd be like, oh, that feels so good, Snake. And then a few seconds later, oh, boss, that feels so good. And then a few seconds later, oh, Fido, that feels so good. And it's like, hey, what was that, uh, what was that last one there? But yeah. <laughs> You know, you know what they do in the, the spy school. Exactly, she's she's a spy, and you know, sometimes you just gotta sleep with whoever's gonna give you the the intel you need. You know, exactly. So, uh, so I didn't do that, but I did just like keep beckoning her on. She was so mean to me about it too, but I was like, eh, stop it. Yeah, the part that was that was hard for me about it was like when she just slows you down. Like you could just get through the area faster if it was just yourself. Mm-hmm. But also um uh getting around the guards when she's going as slow as she is was a little bit hard for me um so i'm sure there are better ways to do it i think in the i think because like the first area you're in with her the guards kind of like come in behind you Mm -hmm. so you've just got to kind of like get through the area faster than them or like find a way to like distract them and there's like two paths you can go i think i went the path they don't take in the speed run and i think the path they take in the speed run if you take that you don't lose any time like, if you're not slowed down by anything, you'll just go through the area before the guards can catch up with you. Oh, okay. But the guards kept on catching up with me, and so what I ended up doing was just throwing smoke grenades behind me, like, mm. every, like, 10 feet. <laughs> I just, like, <laughs> exhausted all my smoke grenades, which was kind of fun, I guess. Um, and then the next area you kind of go into, and there's a bunch of guards, and so I think I just took them all out. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with, like, the third kind of section. There's, there's guards, but they're, like, kind of hidden. And so I just kind of like let Ava stay behind, snuck around myself, got all the guards, and then just walked out with Ava. But mm. at that point, she had like very low stamina, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so hungry, I can't move." <laughs> I'm like, "Shut up!" But I had plenty of um uh, uh ramen noodles, um, mm. so I just gave her those, and those are like full heals. So like, it wasn't too bad. It was just like I'm not a big fan of those kinds of escort type missions uh in games in general so i was like and it, again my my whole thought process after the vulgan uh Shagohata fight was like all right time to fight the boss and finish the game and it's like <laughs> what do you mean there's an escort mission i thought we were almost done but then yeah then it is time to fight the boss we get to the lake where the wig is and uh ava goes to like start it up and snake's like i gotta take care of something and goes off into the pretty field of flowers to fight the boss it's a really cool match cut. Like it's, it doesn't show you walk mm. over there. It kind of like pans cr- across Snake's shoulders, and then you're in the yeah. the field of flowers. Um, and the boss, uh, boy howdy, does she give some exposition? Yeah. Uh, I mean, before we get into that, I will just say, great location for like a final boss fight, uh, like the field of flowers and and all that. Um. So yeah, what what's important about this big info dump that she gives us? So she kind of gives stuff that we already kind of know. The philosophers were 
kind of like the proto-patriots. They were from all these different countries, and they're making, like, amassing a a thing of wealth. Um, We find out that she was the daughter of one of the philosophers, Mm -hmm. uh, part of the Wiseman Committee, which is, like, the, the leaders. Right. Which is the which is the thing that directly connects it to the Patriots, because we know the right. Patriots come out of the wise men. Yeah. And when the boss is told about all this by her father, they kill her father, uh, and then take her kinda into the the ranks, uh, and train her to who she ends up being. In terms of the philosophers, that's the major bit. Well, there's also that she was pregnant with the Sorrows child during right, World yeah, War II. But, yeah. yeah. Gave birth on the battlefield, which that's how much of a badass she is that she fought in World War II while pregnant. And got like a C-section on the battlefield. Got, got the world's worst C-section. <laughs> like that scar goes like up to her boobs. Like like mm-hmm. what was, I guess it was just like, hey, we don't have a doctor. Uh, the pain, uh, you're going you're gonna <laughs> to give me my C-section. And he's like, where's the baby? Is it up top? Is it in the <laughs> middle? <laughs> And then we learned that uh, her child was then taken from her by the philosophers, and she's never known her child, which I don't know if I need an answer to this, but I did think like, okay, so is her child going to come up in another game, or do we already have we already met her child and we just don't know it? Well, well, I don't know if it's ever said, but uh-huh. you can glean who the child is now, and I'm going to... I'm going to say some some things and and let's see if you can glean it, okay? Okay. So, she was pregnant in 45, 44. Yeah. So that's 20 years before this point cuz we're in 64. Okay. The child ended up being taken in by the philosophers. So they're going to be a philosopher agent, which means and because she's the child, he's the child is is like a it's the child of the sorrow and the boss. They're going to have some legendary genes in them. So they're probably going to have like a a high military acumen despite their age. Can you can you kind of glean where I'm going with this? Um uh, Do they say that it's a boy? It might, it's a boy. Oh, is it Rykov? No. No. Mm. You're you're on you're close. It's not it's not Ava, is it? No. It's a boy. Okay. That's Oh my god. I feel like I'm missing something. Like I'm not remembering. Is it someone that's in this game? It's a, they're in this game. They're 20 years oh, old. Oh, oh! Is it Ocelot? It's Ocelot. Yes. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. No wonder I don't he's know so if that's cool. ever explicitly said, but like the pieces are there that it's like, oh, it's yeah. Like, Ocelot is playing both sides of everything. He's like part of the philosophers, uh, and like now we know him to be a patriots person because in MGS2 yeah. he's revealed to be that. He he's twenty years old and he's a major, which like I don't yeah. know much about the military, but that's like a really high ranking thing for a twenty right. year old to be. And yeah, it's Ocelot. Wow, cool. That's fun. And you you kind of get that vibe also from like her interactions with him. Like she slaps him and is like very like motherly disappointed kind of thing. Oh, so you think she knows? I feel like she that... she must, hmm. but I feel like she's also just omniscient, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but what else do we learn about uh? the boss before we get to the fight that she killed the sorrow because like to her her duty goes above everything which like in the context of her betraying the country it's like oh but wait isn't duty everything to you so it's like oh wait what's her what's her duty then who is her duty towards kind of thing which we mm-hmm. learn later but um but yeah no it's just uh she kind of just tells her whole life story um 
and it's kind of like, you know, I've never told this so much to anyone. Thank you, Snake. You know, I, I feel content. Uh, and she's very much like, you know, this is this is kind of said throughout the whole story. Like Vulcan Raven says it and kind of like whoever wins here is going to continue fighting. There is no once you're on the battlefield, you never leave the battlefield kind of thing, um, which, you know, in this universe, that makes sense. Uh, you know, obviously doesn't necessarily correlate to real world outside of maybe, you know, the psychological damage of being in a war zone. Um but, you know, she's like, hey, there's only room for one one boss, one snake. Uh, and one of us is going to win. There is no but there's no victor. There's a, there's only a survivor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, she 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 says that is there's no enmity between her and the, the sorrow um, kind of going back to the fighting on a battlefield without free of ideology or politics where it's like at the end of the day. It's just two people fighting. There's no enmity between them. It's just they're both they both have their orders and that's it kind of thing, which obviously is wrought with politics and ideology. But, you know, yeah, the game seems less interested in that. But we also get that um, like she talks about how like, oh, just like Snake, you were a test subject at Bikini Atoll. I was also like, she wasn't like a test subject, but she was like at a nuclear test site in Nevada mm-hmm. after World War II and got exposed to heavy radiation and could no longer have kids at that point. Yeah, and she and she she's like the, like talking about like the horror of seeing like that atomic weapon. Right. But then talks about how since she was already irradiated once, she was chosen to secretly, like they kind of forest Gumper here, uh, she is secretly <laughs> sent off into space uh, before Yuri Gagarin uh, and is again irradiated. And while she was up there, she saw the world for what it was, just the world, uh, free from the borders that we draw ourselves kind of thing, uh, which goes into very much like Solidus's thing of like, oh, I want to make something without borders. I want to make something that is, you know, mm-hmm. big bosses wish in that case. But like, what does that mean? Well, here we kind of get some inkling of what the big boss's wish could be of like having a place that is devoid of national identity and is instead personal identity driven. Right. And she even, you know, says this is all like happening during the Cold War. So she says, you know, a world without communism or capitalism. That's the world I want to see. It's very much like the like real life astronauts have said this thing of just like, you know, like, oh, like being able to see the entirety of the earth from the viewpoint of space, like just like radically shifts the way you look at the world, uh, mm-hmm. like socially look at the world, not literally look at the world. Um, and so like, that's what's going on here is she goes up to space and has this revelation of like, Oh, this all sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. Like we got to take, uh, take action to change this. And so I guess her idea in the setup with snake is to put them in a position where either he becomes her successor or she, she lives on, but it's, seems very clear to me that she kind of, I assume she kind of knows like snake's going to win. Like I've, I've set up everything so that he, he is my perfect successor and he's going to win in this fight. Well, she also makes a note of like, Oh yeah, I've been irradiated enough times that like, I'm not going to have a peaceful ending. Like, yeah. I'm going to die soon, no matter what. Um, but uh, going back to the space thing, it reminds me, um, uh, William Shatner had a really, because he went up to, like not like space space, but like the like the border of it kind of thing. Yeah, like low orbit. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Before, and this is, he, d- he wasn't able to say anything really interesting because Jeff Bezos came up to him and started showering him in champagne like an asshole. <laughs> 
important note, William Shatner, I believe, is a recovering alcoholic, so doing that is a horrible thing to do. Yeah. But later, he released a statement of, like, saying, like, as soon as I got up there, I realized that, like, we, we got to focus, like, going up to, like, Earth is where everything was. Like, all of my, like, the people I love, everything is down there, and, like, discussed how he, like, it, it made him realize that this is all we got. Like, we got to make sure that Earth is taken care of and that we need to take care of each other and everything. Um, it was, like, a really profound statement from him about, like, how... Basically how, like, going to space made him realize that space travel sucks and, like, it's, like, not what we should be focusing on. It's, like, no, right. we should focus on bettering the Earth that we have, not necessarily trying to escape it because the Earth is is where everything is. Yep. Uh, to quote uh, King Giz, uh, there is no planet B. We only, mm. we only got the one. I also just realized, um, you know, I was thinking about the boss, uh, and I, I like how, you know, she's kind of, like, pulling the wool over everybody's eyes, I guess, of just like, oh, she's she's got her own aims that are completely other to like Volgan and the KGB and the US and all that. Like her involvement in this whole situation. And then I'm like, oh, with if Ocelot's her son, you know, like 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 mother like son, <laughs> he's yeah, also just like, like that of like always operating under completely different parameters than everyone else involved in the situation. But yeah, so we've got the fight itself. How did this go for you? It it went well. I got down to because this is funny even on like very easy you still have to get like get her off guard like there's no mm. way around that kind of thing um so i threw on my like snow camo and my like geisha girl face paint because everything's white <laughs> right <laughs> and as soon as you like start crawling your your camo index basically goes to max um and uh like that's the only way you can really get like the drop on her kind of thing but but it's kind of a catch-22 because as soon as you lay down you go into first person it's hard to see yourself so you kind of have to get a good view on her um which this is the only place that i think it just automatically locks into like the fixed frame kind of perspective oh yes yeah yeah you're you're forced into that yeah so I and I also made a point of not doing the life medicine. I was like, if I die here, it's because I'm not a worthy successor. So I, I didn't die, but I got very, very close. Um, I also got very close time wise because the boss is like in 10 minutes, this place is going to get bombed to hell. Um, I think I got her with like two minutes, two, one to two minutes left to, to, to go, um, which is great because at five minutes, the uh, opening theme starts playing instrumentally in it three mm -hmm. minutes i think the lyrics kick in uh which just is like a perfect fucking sound stage for what you're yeah. what's going on i thought about the moment that the snake eater theme kicks in uh like the entire week after i finished this game which mm -hmm. is like what a cool fucking moment when you're like in this intense like cat and mouse style fight and then the fucking main theme kicks in like it's like the final fight in an anime like are you kidding me <laughs> That's that's the coolest thing you could ever do in like a anime or a tokusatsu show is start playing the OP over like the final fight. Mm -hmm. uh, so it just rules. It's awesome. Uh, and also like I said it at the time, but man, uh, the Snake Eater theme is so good and just like genuinely better than like any given James Bond theme. Like it's not mm -hmm. even close. It's a great moment. I she'll at a certain point she'll tell you like how much time you have left to be like only two minutes left, Snake or whatever. Uh, so I don't know exactly how much time I had left, but she definitely said uh, one minute left till the bomb snake <laughs> before I, <laughs> I did finish her. So I definitely took my time with this. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Like the, you know, like you can you know, sneak around in the white flowers and you also hide behind the trees mm -hmm. and it's cool. I, I, 
I learned this very late into the game that there's like a whole like when you're leaned up against a wall and you're in first person mode, you can like like uh use the it's either R1 and L1 or R2 and I guess it's I don't know. Um but you can like lean mm-hmm. uh, out out of a wall. And the way that works too is like as long as your initial position is firmly out of the view of the character, you can lean and they'll never see you. Um like you're it's not like a oh if they if they get the right angle on you they can see you leaning like no as long as they can't see you from the position you start before you lean uh you're you're stealthed like you're you're hidden um so you can do that with her too you can lean behind the trees uh and shoot her um because there's like trees scattered around as well um but it's fun it it reminded me of like the sniper wolf fight where Mm -hmm. the big thing on that fight is like fight or i guess the second sniper wolf fight is like finding where she is um but this was less annoying because it's not like uh you're not getting sniped um uh by her um so it's kind of like a oh i've got to find where she is and then get the jump on her like you're saying uh also if you get too close to her she'll cqc the shit out of you Mm -hmm. which apparently you can like counter Uh, i don't know how but i've seen it done now in the speed run and i'm like that seems hard to do I started mashing buttons. I think if you just mash circle, you can break out of it, huh. and then you can get a free shot on her. Yeah. Because um, like, it's really The speedrun strat is basically just like to get her in a lock where you like throw her to the ground, and then you can get a bunch of shots off with her with the sniper. Um, mm-hmm. And then eventually she'll run off, and then you can just like run up to her and do it again. Um, it was a cool fight. Yeah. And then she's on the ground and tells you... There's only room for one, one boss in this town. One boss. One snake. Uh, no, he, no, I'm confusing that with another dialogue. She only says one boss, mm-hmm. but and and tells you like gives you the patriot gun and tells yep. you to to kill her. Uh, which fun fact, if you get the, when you get the patriot, you get it in the next game. Like if you do new game mm-hmm. plus, uh, it's infinite ammo. Um, which if you yep. call singing, you say like, oh, it's infinite ammo. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, the barrel shaped like an infinity. And he's like, uh, well, okay, snake, see ya. But um, <laughs> uh. And yeah, you have like it's a a beautiful moment where you stand up and the game gives you control to shoot her. Yeah, which like isn't necessarily immediately apparent, but it's I love that. I love like that as like the agency of like yeah, you pull the trigger and then very like I don't know what era you'd call it like the like kind of black and white Kurosawa era mm-hmm. of like Japanese movies and stuff. Like, as soon as you shoot her, all the white flowers turn red. It's an incredibly striking image. Yeah. Uh, and, and the horse comes up and, and I almost said moves, nays, really, like, you know, in sorrow. It's just so fucking good. Yeah. The, yeah. The shot of all the flowers turning red is, like, like supreme. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots, lots of things in these first three games so far have made me think, like, you know, I used to like make fun of the idea of Hideo Kojima directing a movie, <laughs> but I'm like, he could do it. He could, yeah. he could probably make a really good movie. Um, but uh, uh, we'll, we've we've yet to get that. Maybe one of these days. This was also my confirmation that uh, I think I had said this before that like one of the few things I knew about this game is the meme about. Um, I have it pulled up. The it's it's like screenshots of this final confrontation between uh, Snake and the boss. And it's like, Snake, are clowns patriotic? <laughs> the boss, are you? Snake, I'm asking the questions here. Would a clown die for its country? <laughs> and then the boss going, everyone who has ever died for their country was a clown. <laughs> um, disappointed that that's not the real dialogue in the scene, uh, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Uh, but yeah, the, the horse coming up is also like a fun little touch. Um, I like that. Uh, I like when... 
uh, media in general or whatever, like in tune with the idea of like animals being like way more emotionally intelligent that we can give them credit for. And like, I don't know if this is like realistic, but it's like, I don't know. It's nice that the horse is grieving for the boss. I think that's mm-hmm. cool. And then, yeah, it's, it's time to blow the joint. Get, get out of here with the, with Ava on the wig. Surely there'll be no more interruptions. We're just going to watch some cut scenes and the game's going to be over. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what happens on our way out of here? So remember those flying little platform things? Well, Ocelot found one, and he he <laughs> caught up to us, and I guess shoots out one of the engines, uh, which, all right, yeah, and finds his way inside, throws Snake's gear out the window, and you have just the wildest fucking, like, judo flipping, like, it's just constantly... Um, like each one getting the better of the other in a fist fight uh, until eventually, as a sign of respect, they decide to do one last duel. Yeah, so Ocelot's got two pistols at this point. He has one bullet. Uh, he puts it into one of the two guns, then like tosses them around <laughs> mm-hmm. and puts them both on the ground. Uh, and then is like, you pick which gun, Snake. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, one of them is loaded, one of them's not. So whoever, if Snake picks the right gun, he'll shoot uh, Ocelot. And uh, if not, Snake will get shot. I was going to like, I, I realized too late, like, oh, maybe I should be paying attention to which gun is which when he's flipping them around. Um, so I had no idea. I'm just like, oh, I'll just pick one and I'll, I'll like make a save state, pick one, see what happens, and then pick the other one. Uh, until I did that and realized what happened. Um, I did end up picking the one that has the bullet, mm. and it, it fires, and Ocelot's still standing, and then he starts laughing because it's a blank that he um, uh, put in the gun. So I guess that means if Ocelot has the gun with the blank in it, it's just the same thing, but you, you think like, oh, he got me, but he didn't. Yeah, there's three outcomes to this. One is uh, he shoots you, but it's a blank. One is you shoot him, but it's a blank. And the third one is you can aim off to the side and shoot it, and like he'll be like, "Oh, why didn't you shoot?" and 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 he'll say, "You'll say like, you know, oh, you're still too young, or I I didn't want to hurt you, or something like that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when <laughs> it's just funny, it's like when it when you shoot him and he's like, "Haha, it was a blank." The whole tone of the scene is like, "Okay, but what was the point of that?" And he's just like, "Haha, I have my ways," and then barrel dives out of the, <laughs> uh out of the plane he, he smacks that water so hard i'm oh, like yeah. damn dude <laughs> like you, you have to have broken something um i Not guess he's got boy. the boss's he, genes so yeah, yeah he strong. would never it's built for tough <laughs> i also forgot to look at through my notes uh before the like you know like oh there's only one bullet and two guns scene at one point like they each gr- like Ocelot's like grabbing one of his own revolvers and I think Snake's like got a grip on him where he can also like pull one out of uh Ocelot's holster and they both like immediately start firing at each other but it's, it's so all blanks cool. so it's just this real quick shot of them both like point blank aiming at each other and emptying like a empty gun um or unloading an empty gun at each other uh very cool and then that's when they like start fist fighting it's yeah. also like the most like hong kong action movie fist mm-hmm. fighting where it's just like they're constantly like putting each other into chokeholds and getting out of the chokeholds and flipping each other around and um all that's missing is just like a ladder for them to fight through like it's a jackie chan movie <laughs> um but yeah super super fun ridiculous scene um like in my notes i have like wow this game just keeps going but i I meant that as like a good thing of like holy shit <laughs> like we're, we're still doing this let's go um 
Especially because, like, if he hadn't shown back up, it would have been kind of like, uh, oh, we needed one more moment with Ocelot, so here, here's our one more moment. We also get mm -hmm. another one, but uh, one more moment between Snake and Ocelot. Uh, and then it also, uh, the game again keeps going. Like, you think, like, all right, uh, well, Ocelot's out of the way. Now we're surely home free. But then a bunch of MiGs show up, like the smaller planes. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're like, they've locked onto you and they're about to blow you up. Uh, but then they get a call directly from Khrushchev that's like, you know, like, return to base, hold your fire. Um, like Khrushchev holding up his side of the bargain, I guess. Mm hmm. And then, uh, and then it's like, all right, we did it. Congrats, Snake. You finished the, uh, the mission. Time to go to Alaska so that we can meet the president and the director of the CIA. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to shack up in a, in a cabin in the woods with Ava and drink wine and have sex, <laughs> I guess. Finally, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I'm surprised, like, Snake actually wanted to do that. He seemed very uninterested <laughs> in most of the game. I also like, uh, like at some point, at, or like they're starting to like, you know, intimate, and Snake's radio comes on, and they like throw it in the fire. Yeah, <laughs> and keep going at it. Oh, I forgot to mention, by the way, depending on which revolver you choose, one of them mm -hmm. unlocks the revolver for your new game plus. One of them does not. Oh, the bull, the one where you don't have the bullet does. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I didn't, I didn't unlock it. You start to hand the revolver back to him, and he, he says, no, you keep it. Gotcha. And then he jumps out of the plane going 500 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, very James Bond ending where you get to fuck the girl in front of a roaring fire. Uh, on a very... on a skinned lion. Yes. <laughs> very ridiculous little room they're in. And then you wake up alone on the wet yeah, spot. Al yeah, alone. The fire's out. She's left us uh, a reel-to-reel -reel tape. Mm -hmm. which i feel like you don't see it's not like you don't directly see snake uh unspooling the tape and and threading it through the like empty reel on the other side of the tape player uh like you would have to uh but they like like do imply the motion in the animation i'm like that's the good shit like mm -hmm. good animation is is animation freaks being like how can i uh replicate what you would do in the real world like it's not just like oh let me just pop the tape on and press play you gotta you gotta feed that shit and then it's uh ava leaving us one final message where she reveals haha i was i was triple crossing the whole time mm -hmm. uh so, so tell me tell me about ava what's what's her real deal so she's actually a chinese agent who which remember the uh the I almost said the Patriots. The uh, philosophers, <laughs> philosophers were was USSR, America, and China. So she's one of the Chinese sect. And apparently, post World War II, the philosophers were just like sucking up everyone they could, which is why she looks like like they were getting kids from all over the world to train uh, to be agents. And she got the so she looks American, but you know she's not. Um, she graduated from their charm school. Which is why she was fed like the haute cuisine of Italian and French and all that. Um, and her mission was to get the Shagohad information, get the philosopher's legacy information, and kill anyone, any witnesses. So she's supposed to kill Snake, but doesn't. Um, but she does take what she thinks to be the real philosopher's legacy information and oh. the real microfilm on the Shagohad. Like that part is real. Yeah. So, so yeah, she, uh, oh, and then she detailed, so she, the reason she didn't kill Snake is because of the promise she made to the boss, 
because everyone's making promises to the boss. And and this is all overcut with like Snake receiving like a Medal of Honor kind of thing, uh, meeting with the president, the DIA chief and everything and being awarded the title above the boss. Big boss. Which is very funny. <laughs> Which is very funny. <laughs> Devoid of context, it's very funny. Even with context, it's very funny. Right. But we find out that the boss's mission originally was to infiltrate Volgan's ranks to get the Philosopher's Legacy, to mm-hmm. show up and everything would have been smooth. Like she infiltrated the bot, the inf- infiltrated his ranks. But what was no one was expecting was for uh, Volgan to launch a nuke, well, launch an American nuke. Right. On his own people, which led to the boss's mission being changed to dying. Basically, she was told what Snake's mission was and that her duty was to die by his hand. Right. And she she acted dutifully to the end. But at the same time, you got the impression that she would have killed Snake if he wasn't ready. Like she wasn't just going to die without, you know being told or with like just like laying over and dying like she was giving it her all because kind of the thing of like if if he can't supplant me then the world's not worth saving kind of thing and uh ava notes that the boss will be forgotten by history she will be if she ever is known she's going to be reviled by both sides as a traitor to the americans and as a monster who unleashed a nuclear weapon in by the russians and basically saying that the only people that know her story are the big boss and, you know, all the people on the operation. So um, at this point, Snake, it just kind of goes into the whole, like, this is every game with Metal Gear Solid, every game period with Kojima is like finding out that there were machinations at play from the higher ups that we had no way of ever combating, that we were basically playing into someone's hand the entire time. So Snake is kind of betrayed by the U.S. government in that way of, like, being told that he had to kill his mentor, basically because the U.S. got greedy over this philosopher's legacy kind of thing. Because they could have just killed Vulcan. They could have just sent the boss in to kill Vulcan, assumably, but they didn't because they wanted the legacy for themselves. So Snake goes to the grave of a patriot who saved the world and lays flowers and the patriot gun at her grave and salutes her. (laughs) And I don't know if they show the R1 prompt here, but there's a hid- there might be a hidden R1 prompt oh. here where you see the grave and it's like very watery vision because Snake's oh. tearing up. Um, it's a very, very touching scene because yeah. like Ava's voice actor is giving it her all. Yeah, it, it's, it's a, a brutal scene, but it's so good. Yeah, it's cool. I did find it funny that he puts the Patriot gun. Yes, in her just grave, leaves though. a big old like fucking a, gun. <laughs> yeah, like it's a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. But yeah, I like the whole thing of like, you know, like, oh, like the boss had this like colossal impact on the world, but is not going to be remembered by anybody. And if, if she is, it's like as like a villain or as a monster. That's like cool, cool stuff. And, and the way it's cut too of like the voiceover happening while like snake is like meeting the president and shaking hands with the director of the cia and there's like a moment where it looks like he's not he's going to refuse to shake the hand of the president and then he does but then he re- does refuse to shake the hand of like the director of the i don't know if it's cia or dia there are different things oh but, yeah it might it might be dia but the and the dia director's like oh we could use a, a unit like that someone who's both part soldier part agent which you know yeah sets the seeds for foxhound also the opening line of ava's like tape is ridiculous (laughs) do you remember what it is 
No. She says, scholars tell us that the first spy in history was the snake in the Garden of Eden. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get it. This game has Adam and Eve and uh, Snake. (laughs) It's all there. (laughs) It's all there. And I don't know, the philosopher's legacy is the apple. Mm. But I did just think that was very funny of like, (laughs) uh, scholars tell us. And then, yeah, she, she also mentions, um, I think you got most of the other details. She, she mentions that the boss is the only one that she wasn't able to fool mm-hmm. during the mission. Oh, uh, cause because the boss was the instructor at the charm school. <laughs> yeah, so she knew, she knew Ava uh, like already. And, and she also mentions that like, the reason that she's not going to kill Snake is not because she's like fallen in love with him and because she can't do it. It's because of the boss. Yeah, she made a promise. She made a promise to the boss not to kill him and to like deliver her final message about the boss mm-hmm. as like a, you know, kind of, kind of the thing that like the boss couldn't have told snake directly and also like needed to be told to him after she died um, to really convey the message, which again is also like really cool. How all this stuff is laid out like narratively. Yeah. And, and, and even visually, like uh, other than the, the scene where like the, the, the sex scene, like snake is like deeply set. Like you can just like the, the, the sadness is conveyed so well that he's just like tired and done with everything. Like after being betrayed, he's just like a shell of a person at that point. And that's something that I think we'll see going forward about like how people are after they deal with all of this. And like the, the amount of like, like snakes, not walking up to the president and like refusing to shake his hand out of like, Oh, I'm like, fuck you. I hate you. It's like he's just like doesn't understand the point of it. He's like, what does it even fucking matter? None of this is real. This is all just like the ploys of politicians and I was played like a fool kind of thing. It's like this deep sadness throughout all of it uh, that that it, that really I think we'll see going forward and like think about how uh, people deal with it in different ways. Um, that's kind of like the crux of the series going forward is like, how does one deal with something like this? Mm. Yeah, we get a, a little bit more of a sense of like how uh, Snake Big Boss becomes the kind of figure he is later on in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we'll get a little bit more of that in Peace Walker. Yep. Um, but you can you can see the inklings of that, not just the eye patch, <laughs> though he does not <laughs> have the, the signature eye patch. But yeah, it's a cool cool ending. And then there's there's more. Uh, uh, we get like a I love these kinds of things of like we get like a series of years of, of like like a timeline of here's what happened after the events of the game. I don't think I have them all in my notes, but I have most of them, which is like Sigint uh, joins ARPA and helps develop ARPANET, like the the proto internet. Mm-hmm. Like paramedic goes on to basically help create the EMT system. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on the like emergency treatment that she helped Snake do in the 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 mission, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fun. Ava like gives what we then learn later is like not the real uh, philosopher's legacy to China, and then fucks off to Hanoi and then disappears mysteriously. And then like notably like two years after that, the U.S. Um, accumulates the remainder of the the legacy and forms the Patriots. Yes, the philosophers then changed their name to the Patriots. And then in 1971, so seven years after the mission, um, Snake slash Big Boss establishes Foxhound in the tradition of uh, the Fox unit. Mm-hmm. And then the year after, 1972, the, the Terrible Children uh, Project. Uh, wow, the sons coward. Of the Big Boss are born. Coward, <laughs> yeah. say it. Uh, the less infants 
t- terribles project. It's one of my favorite tweets. It's like my favorite thing about Metal Gear Solid is how every um every like fan has to suddenly have a horribly <laughs> bad French accent when they say les enfants terribles. Yeah. Um, I took years of French, listener. I can do it. And then yeah, the sons of Big Boss are born. It's the last line on this this timeline chart. And then, uh, so then you get the credits. You get to listen to "Way to Fall" by Star something. Sure, I want to give them credit. Not Starfucker. Definitely not Starfucker. Uh, Star Sailor. Oh, okay, it's a good song. Not as good as Snake Eater, but what is? Um, Nothing is. Yeah, true. Also, not as good as my my favorite is still the MGS One end credit song. I like that one a lot. I'm trying to remember what that one is. I forget the name of it. Is that "Here's uh, to You"? Yes, that sounds right. Okay. I also noticed in the credits uh, the Calorie Mate logo. Yep. Got to put that in there. It's sponsored. LOL did that. Uh, and then classic MGS, we get a uh, like a voiceover scene uh, over the logo of the game with Ocelot on the phone with somebody. <laughs> Three mm-hmm. games in a row. Uh, where, but on uh, well, this one, he's on the phone with multiple people. Like he talks yes. to, I guess, someone from the KGB, and then like hangs up the phone and then talks to someone at the CIA. Yep. <laughs> uh, like clearly playing them against each other. Classic Ocelot stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also, oh, we did, uh, we men- forgot to mention something very important in the final confrontation between Big Boss and Ocelot in this game. Uh, which oh, is yeah, we like, got his name. Yeah, they're like, hey, tell me your name. And Snake's like, Snake. And he's like, no, dummy, you're like your real name. Um, and so Snake's like, John. Uh, and then we learned that Ocelot's name is Adam or Adamska. Adamska, yeah. And then further revealed, if it wasn't clear by that, further revealed in this end credit scene that uh, uh, he was the Adam of Adam and Eva um, that we were told about at the beginning of the mission, the two uh, NSA code breakers that defected, which presumably is also him lying because de- that's definitely not what he is. Uh, no, no, he he did work as an NSA code breaker. Apparently. Oh, like okay. that. That's supposed to be real, uh, though. It is revealed that Ava stole like. Right. Because they say like, the you know, both because I had said this a few episodes ago where it's like, oh, in real life, it was two men. They say that here. It's like, oh, in real life, it's it was two men. Um, right. Who, yeah. who defected over. Uh, I do love that, you know, it's like as soon as he like when I was younger, as soon as you said, oh, my name is Ademska, I was like, oh, that's Adam. But of course, Snake's like, oh, that's a funny name. I wish I knew another Adam because he has no object permanence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam or Ocelot also, I think he says this to the CIA director. He's like, oh, I got something interesting from from Granin, some sort of new nuclear attack system mm-hmm. <laughs> so the the blueprints for metal gear and then uh yeah basically just like you know he was triple crossing everybody the whole time and everything kind of went the way that he wanted it to be mm-hmm. and then yeah that's the that's the end of the game i love what as soon as he says mr Di- mr director it does like the final like bah, 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 bah. Like it's yeah, like, like a very classic sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so what was your rank that you got? Uh so I I hate getting these ranks because uh they're like the special code names. I got pigeon, which is just okay. kill zero humans. Okay. Um uh, but I will say that was on very easy. Mm-hmm. If my extreme mode had gone similarly to what it had been which which it generally had i think i did kill one person accidentally and i got like a few alarms um i think i probably would have gotten scorpion which i think i've gotten before 
Uh, but I believe I would have gotten either Scorpion or if I if I had gotten like maybe like Night Owl, which is getting severely injured under 20 times or yeah, something something along those lines. I think I don't think I, I would definitely not have gotten Foxhound because that's like under five hours, no, like under 25 saves. Don't get injured. Don't get spotted kind of thing. So I would have gotten either Scorpion. I did get Pigeon or I might have gotten Night Owl. Uh, do you want to say yours? Then we can actually run through what uh, all of our values were. Do you have your values saved? I do. I, t- okay. I took my screenshot. So as I said, I very well on this game just decided I was going to kill motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> uh, from, the sh- fr- from the shadows. So I got the normal rank difficulty you get, like the, the one you get for basically killing an absurd amount of people. Over 250. Uh, or I guess maybe not that one, I, but I got uh, Tarantula, uh, which I got for killing 131 people. Um, okay. What's is there one higher than that? I thought I looked at it and I was like, I think that's the highest number of kills. No. So uh, okay. if you kill over two fifty on normal, it's shark. On hard, it's jaws. On extreme, oh, okay. it's orca. And on very easy and easy, it's piranha. Gotcha. But yeah. So tarantula is one to twenty alerts, zero mm-hmm. to fifty continues, and one hundred and one to two hundred and forty nine kills. Okay, that makes sense. I feel like two hundred and fifty. You have to like go out of your way to kill. Um, like everybody. <laughs> oh, you have to be like causing alerts to draw people in. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, ooh, tarantula. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, do you want to go first with your uh, your stats? Sure. Do we want to go line by line or just all of them at once? Uh, we could do line by line. Okay. My difficulty was obviously very easy. My play time was five hours, 33 minutes, 51 oh. seconds. I guess you did kind of like breeze through yes. to get caught up to where you were. Mine was 13 hours, 10 minutes, and 25 seconds. I, yeah, I think my extreme was going to be around there. Um, also, a big part of that is cutscenes. I skipped a lot of cutscenes, um, right. and those count towards in game timer. Uh, I saved nine times. I saved forty-one times. <laughs> this is mostly just to get dialogues with um, <laughs> paramedic. Uh, zero continues. Zero continues as well. well. That's with save states, right? Yes, definitely. Okay. Uh, two alerts. I had one alert, and it was at the very end. Oh, in the the part with Ava, uh, when I okay. walked into that second area and there were just a bunch of guards there, I just went totally loud because um, it it wasn't worth the effort to to stay stealth for me. If you got zero, you would have gotten chameleon, which Ooh. unlocks the stealth camo. Oh damn! Maybe I can reload a save. <laughs> mm. uh, human killed zero. Uh, Humans go? killed one hundred and thirty one. <laughs> uh seriously injured 35 same okay uh probably mostly during the pain fight honestly mm. or the any of the boss fights are the ones that really do like yeah. the major serious injuries uh total damage seven life bars mine was six life bars okay uh zero life meds used I used four okay i don't think i needed to but i just did mm. plants and animals captured 12 kinds uh 26 Ooh. There are 44, oh, okay. uh, and then four plants as well. If you eat, if you catch, and I think you have to eat them, but I know you have to catch all of them, you get the Markor rating, uh, oh, which yeah. unlocks the easy gun on all difficulties. Yeah. Uh, meals eaten, 17. Uh, 58. Okay. And then I had a special item, the easy gun. That's because I was using it to get to uh, where we were in the Fury fight. After that, I used the, Mark, or the MK Mark 22, whatever. Mm-hmm. The easy gun's really interesting. It basically, it's like a very good way of doing easy mode, I think. Because easy, like very easy is very easy, obviously. The easy gun kind of goes the next step where it's like, 
It basically maxes out your camo index. It makes it so your stamina doesn't go down. It's an infinite silencer, infinite ammo tranquilizer gun. So it is like meant to be like for like super beginner kind of breeze of the game kind of thing, which I appreciate. I think everything should have like a, a mode like that where it's like, hey, I'm just going to fucking like, hey, maybe I don't have the time to play a hard game, but I want to enjoy the story kind of thing. But I don't know. People are freaks about that. Definitely. Uh, I had a special item not used. Mm. Yeah, the special items are the easy gun, the infinity uh, face paint, and the stealth camouflage. I don't mm. think the Patriot counts, even though the Patriot is like infinite ammo. Yeah. But fun. Uh, the, the worst code name you can get, fun fact, uh, you basically have to do all of the things from all of the other special code name things. Uh, you have to alert over 250 times, kill over 250 people, Play for over 50 hours, oh continue God. over 60 times, save over 100 times, receive 30 life bars worth of damage, get <laughs> severely injured 250 times, and use life medicine over 10 times, uh, which on very easy and easy gets you chicken, on normal gets you mouse, on hard gets you rabbit, on extreme gets you ostrich. There's gotta be like a... Uh, a speed run for speed running the worst code name because it i feel oh. like that's more challenging than getting like the foxhound because you'd have to actively try to fuck up yeah i feel like though like that'd be probably less of a speed run and more of just like a challenge mm. run because like i if if like the time limit you have to finish to get that rank is 50 hours i imagine every oh, speed run would just be 50 hours that's true uh, but that'd probably be fun i'm sure someone's got a video of them like doing that uh that's a fun idea. And then I unlocked the Patriot and the Tuxedo and Same. the camera. Same. Same. And the, and the uh, I believe I got the revolver as well. Oh, right. Yeah, I did not. All right. Well, that's that's MGS3. Great yeah. game. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get the uh, uh, Master Collection when that comes out so I have a version of this I can play through that'll allow me to do the CQC stuff as intended. <laughs> I I might go ahead and get it on the Switch because I have the HD collection here oh, and sure. you know playing it on the go might be nice, you know. I'll, it comes out in late October. Uh I'm going to Japan mid-November. Uh I try to sleep on flights as much as I can, uh but if I can't then having a uh the entirety of the Metal Gear Solid series to play through might be fun. Yeah. That would definitely be a good way to spend a flight. And the cool thing about time is I'm pretty sure that uh, collection will already be out by the time this episode comes out. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, I might be in Japan by that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in, in experiential time right now, that game is about a month out from coming out. Um, yeah. Though I guess that game's going to come out or that collection's going to come out like right before Alan Wake 2, and that's going to take all my time when that's out. But uh, it'll be cool to just have these first three games uh on like modern consoles because now that we've played through all three of them i can firmly say like they're great and people should have an easy way to play them uh so them being on like xbox and ps5 and uh switch and pc is super cool and hopefully mm -hmm. the next collection it's not confirmed yet but it's like rumored that the next one will actually have a playable version of mgs4 which is like currently like probably the the hardest one to get your hands on if you don't have a ps3 uh you have to like subscribe to the playstation streaming service to be able to play it on a playstation 5 right mm -hmm. yeah so hopefully that's true and that's in that collection but yeah great game uh so next up is mgs4 yeah which is exciting this is the one that uh 
I feel like I was most aware of, or I, I was, I became fully aware of like what Metal Gear was when this game came out. Like I have very specific memories of seeing like E3 advertisements for this game and uh, like being like, oh, I've seen these game boxes in stores before, but I didn't know what they were about. And seeing the Metal Gear Solid 4 trailer out of context with the rest of the series was like a wild experience. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? So I'm excited to play that. And also, I had to jump through all the hoops I just mentioned to be able to get this running on a PlayStation 3 in terms of how to get that game digitally uh, these days. So, hoping it's worth the effort it was to set up. Excited to play that. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a nice little send-off for all the characters. Um, you know, not not a spoiler at all. This is the last game of the series, like, chronologically, other right. than MGR. Um, so. Oh, true. It'll be nice to see all the seeds that have been laid along kind of come to fruition. Because everything else, like Peace Walker and Five, are kind of like gap fillers. Right. Which we can talk about later, whether or not they were necessary. <laughs> um, but uh, less so with P- Peace Walker is kind of its own thing. But Five is like the main gap filler, like tie up all the loose ends, whether they needed to be or not. But um yeah i'm excited for four i've played it kind of recently and remember going like man this is like games need to be like this again (laughs) like this fucking whips uh so i'm excited to kind of go through it with a much more critical eye yeah should be fun so that'll be next time uh until then you can follow us on co-host at gmmg uh follow us on twitter at grindmymgs you can find me on twitter uh or no did it again (laughs) find me on co-host first uh where i'm at chai uh and if you want to follow me on twitter where i'm not very active uh you can follow me at chai underscore squared um you can find our other podcast where we talk about uh anime with our good friend danielle uh wherever you find podcasts that is under the kotatsu um who knows what we are (laughs) talking about when (laughs) this episode comes out but i'm sure it's something cool and interesting and uh, you can find that on co-host at under the kotatsu or on twitter at under the kotatsu uh danny where can people find you on the internet well before i answer that question uh i Uh I do want to point out real quick just to salivate the the listeners uh uh nerves and tongues and whatever salivates on their body uh the do you know the mg so for mgs3 the difficulties are like very easy easy normal hard extreme european extreme do you know what they are for mgs4 no liquid easy Naked normal, <laughs> solid normal, and big boss hard. You know what? I did see this when I booted up my PlayStation 3 uh, digital download of this game to make sure it was like fully installed and running fine. <laughs> um, that it was like, I think I'm more fixated on the fact that there's like two normals. What did you say there were? It's like, it's, it's naked normal, solid normal, big boss hard, and then the boss extreme. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. What's the, I assume like, the other normal is just basically hard. <laughs> like, yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Because I saw that, I didn't know it's like, are there like, are they both like normal difficulty, but one's got like something weird about it compared to the other? No, it's like very easy, easy, normal, hard, extreme, okay. just different names. Gotcha. That's what I figured. Okay. I have no idea why it's called normal and normal, but uh, I, I dig it. I think underneath, uh, like when you look at them underneath it, it says like, for fans of action oh, games, for right. fans yeah. of this or whatever. So yeah, definitely. All right. Um, well, that'll do it for us for this time. Next time, uh, join us for the beginning of uh, MGS4. Um, and until oh, next time, w- wait, oh. you could find me at Cover Me and Sauce on oh, uh, yes. co-host. <laughs> uh, 
uh, with dashes in between. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, well, until next time, uh, remember everybody who has ever died for their country was a clown. That's what the big boss uh, taught us. Or not big boss, the boss. Mm. Big boss is the clown that, I guess he didn't die for his country, but he was a clown for his country. Well, the, bo- the boss died for her country. Yes. Uh, yeah. like, a, like a clown. Like a clown. They're all clowns. It's all clowns all the way down. I'm searching and I'll melt into you.